This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm going to continue to say it every time this week because it just feels good to say covering your first place, Cleveland Browns. I'm not going to get tired of that anytime soon, hopefully. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories along for the ride on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. As I told you guys, we with the Monday night game and gives us a little extra time to maneuver around, um, we've brought in a guest. Um, and this is something we want to do more of, but it, it's just tough the way the schedule's been with so many primetime games. Um, Natterday enthusiast, White Claw enthusiast, <laughs> Elevator Fall Survivor, uh, Miss Brittany Mollis. Uh, first things first, how's everything going? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited about this one. Um, on, you know, I guess, right, Pete, you know, popular to, you know, what most people would think of Pete and I, we're actually pretty decent people. Um, we're kind of pro everybody, which seems kind of gets lost in the shuffle because of the reputation we get from trolls. And then every now and then, you know, we kind of need to have a sit down where some women put us back in our place and give us a check, so to speak. Right, Pete? I prefer that people think we are assholes because then we do nice things and uh, it comes off as a surprise and people like, <laughs> will tell us that like they're surprised. So especially me, uh, but that's fine. I, I prefer that. I like the fact that we'll get somebody like this and they are intimidated before we even start and are worried I'm going to like destroy them. How many times crazy. did I tell you to play nice? Pete, be nice. Pete, be nice. <laughs> Well, I'm very afraid yeah, of you. Which is funny because initially you uh, were trying to tell me you were going to like crush me on something. And then all of a sudden now it's, <laughs> please, please leave me alone. I'm all bark, no bite. That's how I roll. I actually think then you two actually would have something in common because Pete only barks when he's attacked. So, um, and like, it's, it, it's weird that I got to stand up for him and because I spend so much time with him. Uh, Pete's just a good dude for anybody who doesn't really know this. And trust me, why um, you're going to be a be a dick back. I don't need it. No, no I, let's, then I then I'm going to get asked a bunch of things, and I don't need that. People are going to like ask me to do things. I like I like the people who assume I'm I'm awful and everything else, so I don't have to do as much. God. Just Pete, just go with the continued. I'm busy. I've you know whatever you know. You're always busy. You got plans. Come on now. Um. We're going to get into some stuff here. Um, now, Brittany, obviously, look, um, you know, not necessarily live in Cleveland. Do go mm-hmm. there. Do frequent there. First mm-hmm. off, what's the vibe of the city? What's it like going to the stadium? Look, everybody's always been loyal as hell. And that's the yeah. coolest thing about this. And this is one of the things I've learned over the years, especially in 2017 when this product was terrible. And there's mm-hmm. just no other way to put it. But what's it like when you run into other fans and all of a sudden it's like everybody's got that <gasps> – like, like, cause it's like, you know, everything's good now and it's really hard to, you know, like, A, what's going to maybe screw it up or, but B, it's like, well, we're really, cause this is something we love because it actually might be good. I know. Right. It feels like we've been waiting for this forever. And, you know, I, I got to go to, let's see, two preseason games. And then I just went to the, the Sunday night game a couple weeks ago, obviously the elevator fall. Um, but it just feels like it's like a party all the time. Like you just go around and everyone's slapping hands and the, the city's just energized. It, you know, it's like, we've been waiting for this for so long and, and now we have it. 
and <laughs> I, I guess we don't really know what to do with it. So we're just celebrating, even when they were one and two, like, you know, everyone was so excited just to, to be in the conversation now. So, you know, it's everything just feels really good right now, especially after Sunday, obviously. Oh, I agree. One, I think it's hundred percent. People have no idea what to do with it. Have yes. good, bad, or otherwise. Even, even as far as like expecting, they, like people legitimately expect to be good, uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, well, you know, like after they lost to the Titans and the way they lost to the Titans, like people were uh, furious for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, like they're still such a not really sure. You know, they have expectations, but they're really not sure if those expectations are right. So good, bad, or otherwise, there's there's like these traps people fall into. So, for example, like they're one and two, and what do you start seeing largely on Twitter, but whatever, you start seeing these tropes of people going back to same old Browns, and then they dominate, and, you know, they're back to the expectations thing, but they really haven't figured out how to, like, deal with it. No, that's so true. And it's you know there's a lot of and I think that, yeah. we sort of like built them up okay like there was a lot of hype going into the season and then after the, the horrible opener you know Tennessee dropped like thirty it was like we sort of went into immediate panic mode because nobody was expecting I don't I don't think anybody was expecting that to happen that day um, but like there also seems to be a quick recovery time you know like we all kind of. Yeah, that was that was tough to watch. Very unexpected. But let's just go into next week. At least that's what I tried to do. <laughs> so, you know, when they lose, I'm like, oh, no, guys, it's fine. I like to say it's all part of the plan, which there is no plan. And people kind of get irritated when I say that. <laughs> but I feel like it's my role to sort of rally the troops and be like, no, everything's fine. Ten and six, nine and seven, we're good. Well, it was even well, the like- thing. Well, we we sat down to do the post game show after the Titan game, and like it was it was such a it was a slow start, and then hey, all right, it's fifteen thirteen, two minutes to go in the third quarter, and then afterwards it was just like holy crap, what the just what the hell just happened? Because it was like, well, now the defense is supposed to be good, but I guess they're expecting the offense to score points, and it just went off the charts. And you know, and we talked about that jet game, and you know, as the week went on, we're like you know, and then all of a sudden it was well, Sam Darnold's got mono, every single player's hurt. Um, mm-hmm. They have nobody. It was like, all right, well, let's go. You know, it was basically let's go kick the living crap out of a six-year-old and get a little more confidence about ourselves. And but I mean, for the most part, it did. <laughs> Pete, you were I, waiting I to jump in. That, uh, well, no, I, I was, I was, I would say that part of the fact that they don't know what to expect, and and I include myself in this, is like the first six games are brutal. I don't think most people sort of get that. But at the same time, because there are so many new pieces, they didn't really know when to expect the Browns to sort of be really, really good. And, you know, trying to figure out this team is, as a fan base is about as, you know, as awkward and weird as it is for the team to sort of figure itself out. So, like, I think the Rams game was the first time that people were mad, like, because they had somebody they could, like, aim it at. And the fact that Baker Mayfield wasn't good in that game and, you know, as much as it was sort of, a, you know, turning on the, the, the dude who was, you know, has been so great. Like you could actually say, you know, he wasn't good. You know, obviously a lot of it went to, to Freddie Kitchens and stuff. And then they came out 
And I think there were, there is really sort of a, a chalkboard feel to Sunday is that you get there and you're like, well, the Ravens are, you know, they're pretty good. Lamar Jackson's, you know, a really good quarterback or all this. And then, but the, you, you're not like some people are sort of, yeah, we might lose this, but at the same time, there are plenty of people sitting there going, you know, we're going to go out and, and win this or at least talk themselves into it. So again, you like get there and suddenly they're, you know, putting it on the Ravens and there's, there's this mix of people who are surprised. And then there are people who are sort of like pounding their chest a little bit going, I knew this was there all along. And now you're heading into this week five game against San Francisco. And again, it's again, it, you erase the chalkboard because, you know, it's a weird game because they're coming off a of bye week. It's the West coast and all those things. But at the same time, you're sort of like the Browns look like they figured this out. They're going to be really good. But, you know, there's, a little bit of that baggage is still there. So it's really week by week right now. Well, the thing I'm going to put in there, though, is, I mean, like there is a couple of things here that are a little bit weird, though. Um, look, for the Browns, they're going to be playing at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. The San Francisco 49ers are going to be playing at 5.30 their time. So it's not so much that this is like a, you know, like a, a terrible matchup for Cleveland in that respect. Look, they've already played two primetime games. So they're kind of accustomed to that as well. But the one thing I've kind of noticed here, and we do these cross effort, crossover episodes every week where I sit down with the host who hosts the other show, and everybody wants to jump all over me. Like, I, I mean, I understand it's it's a lot more casual fans, and maybe they just haven't done their homework where, like, yeah, the Browns roster has, like, a, a crap load of talent. There's at least, like, one really, really good player almost at every positional unit. And, you know, as I say it, I still keep, like, am I, am I really saying this? Is this really true? <laughs> but it is. Um, you know, you look at, okay, well, you beat the living snot out of the Ravens. Miles Garrett basically did nothing. Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr. was actually window dressing. Um, mm-hmm. These are two of your top five players who were there essentially in spirit almost. And so it's like, all right, well, you know, all right, well, then next week, you know, you just get Odell in, like, you know, Odell involved like you did with the Jets. All right, we just got enough to him, and that was enough to take care of. And that's just the thing. And, and Pete and I, Pete, we have gone over this, Brittany. It's it's the teeth of it now. And now you have a secondary that's played a boatload the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And there's still still three starters probably coming back to it. Right. Um, you, we now know the linebacker position. It's going to be Joe and the kids. Um, but even Dave and Ajoku out to November. You get two tight ends. Pete and I were ready to ship Farrell Brown the hell out of here. He started blocking like Rob Gronkowski, caught the one pass thrown to him. Ricky Seals-Jones, I mean, there is all of a sudden, it just gets deeper and deeper, and there's more coming back to it. There's just so much talent. I don't think, you know, A, people don't do enough homework, but Mm -hmm. us who've been around all of this, we see how quickly it's grown and how quickly the talent pool is now developed. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's unfortunate. There's been so many injuries so far. Um, and I don't really, as bad as it's been, it, it hasn't seemed to mattered all that much. I know it's kind of weird, you know, they're two and two and, and you know, it could be better, but um, what they've been able, how they've been able to work with it and make up for it. And, you know, one of the big things that we saw this week that was the most impressive to me was the adjustments in play calling, getting Nick Chubb the ball. Um, you know, I think the more they do that, the more that, you know, Freddie – one of the things that I was worried about um, after the the Sunday night game 
was, you know, the play calling was pretty abysmal. Um, and then, you know, the next day he said, I'm not turning anything over. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not considering it like this is mine, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then you, you fast forward to, to Sunday and you see all the adjustments that he made. I think this team's just very good at using their talents and making adjustments week to week. And I think, you know, come week eight, we're going to have Kareem Hunt back, which, you know, I have mixed feelings about, but <laughs> the talent you're, is there. It's going to be fun. Uh, you're, that's certainly welcomed here. Um, that was, you know, look, the player, absolutely. Sure. Uh, the circumstances and everything else. Um, yeah. That, that is not a pro locked on Browns point. Peter, what yeah. do you got for us? Well, I mean, again, so much of this is there won't probably be a finished product until, you know, they start playing the dregs of the league and they may start absolutely crushing people, but some of that may be attributed to the fact they're playing garbage and they they haven't sort of gotten their due for uh, improving. I think the Ravens game sort of helped establish some credibility on that fat, on that front, even if the Ravens defense is, at least right now, the worst in the league as far as yards per attempt. Uh, but, <laughs> like, we talked about this a lot, the fact that there was a real possibility the Browns could be 2-4, and 2-5, and five, and obviously that could still happen, and be totally fine because they play nobody after the bye week. Uh, but they have to figure themselves out so much. And, and when you take uh, the, the attitude you 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 did the preseason that they did where you're not, you know, running out everybody for a ton of plays and, and you can argument, argue the merits of that, that, you know, it feels like the first four weeks of the season were so much of a feeling out process. And that's for teams that were like good and put together like the Rams right now are in sort of that they they were an established football team and they knew who they were and all those things. And the Browns are sort of, you know, obviously it's Baker Mayfield's team. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got Odell Beckham. They've got all these these players that can do stuff, but they have to sort of figure out who they are. And I don't know, think they'll know that until basically like, you know, after that Patriots game, maybe a few of those dreg teams into it. And then, you know, we may not really, you know, the second Baltimore game uh, may be the last real test before, you know, theoretically playoffs. And we still may not really have a good sense of who they are until they get to the playoffs. You're getting that litmus test with the Patriots. And, you know, I went over this a million times. You wanted that early in the year because most of the time you want to get an old team. But, look, uh, look, I don't see any reason why this couldn't go their way as long as they put everything together Monday night. Uh, we got some things we got to get to here. Um, DoorDash, guys, um, whether you like Pete, whether you like Brittany, whether you like me, look, you run around all day. You work. You got stuff going on. The last thing you want to do when you get home is worry about what you're going to do for dinner and who the hell wants to spend 25 minutes to 30 minutes preparing dinner, unless it's Saturday or Sunday and you've been home all day. That's where DoorDash comes in. Go ahead and get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code locked on, all caps, no space. At the end of a busy week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Whether it's game-winning touchdowns on late-in-the-game drives or a running back run, uh, running wild into the open for a touchdown with nobody to chase him down, there is nothing better than watching NFL football. The only thing better would maybe be having 
That is where mybookie.com comes in. I'm sorry, mybookie.ag. Um, they've been with us for a couple of years. So when I recommend a site, what do you want is staying power? They've been advertising with us since I've been here. So obviously, guys, um, the payouts are real. The lines are better than any other sports book. That's why I recommend mybookie.ag. Where you put your money is just as important as who you are putting your money on. That's why I will tell you guys all the time, mybookie.ag. Go to the site, mybookie.ag. Enter the promo code again. All caps, locked on, no space. You play, you win, you get paid. We appreciate MyBookie for the sponsorship of the podcast. Britt, what are the questions you have to this point? Um, you know, we've seen a little bit of the good, a little bit of the bad, and kind of everything in between. What's the good for you for this one? Uh, the defense. That's been good. I've been super impressed with it. And I wasn't really expecting that, I I have to admit. Uh, it's been a nice surprise, especially, you know, with all the injuries. Uh, they're holding up. They're they're making it work. Um, that's been, you know, wonderful. Uh, Nick Chubb has been great. I can't I can't tell you guys enough. And I know I keep talking about him, but, like, you know, I, I'm just so happy to see him get involved. Um, another thing that I was a little bit worried about coming into the season was with all this talent comes a lot of, you know, personalities and egos and stuff. And and trying to, to manage that could be a task, I think, for, you know, a coach. Um, that hasn't been a problem. These guys genuinely seem to, you know, love playing here. They they seem to really rally around each other. You know, it was, it's always nice seeing Baker sprint down the field to, to celebrate touchdowns. That's one of my favorite things to see. Um, so yeah, like I I've been. There's a lot to be very happy about up to this point. I think. Um- the audio of where um, the Browns put it out today of Nick Chubb being mic'd up, which is the funniest thing because I think he said about four words through the yep. entire time of yep. being mic'd up. And I'll tell you right now, the touchdown run where he broke, I think it was about four tackles. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having played football, and Pete will attest to this, um, the amount of trash and curse words that it would have cut out of somebody from making that run would have said, all right, we can't even publish this because this is how bad it would have been. <laughs> and Jarvis Landry's got to come over and do the, t- the the crap talking for him, essentially, Pete. Right. Look, I mean, you know, Freddie Kitchens. You know, I, I know he's he's married and has children, but I think he's got a genuine man crush on Nick Chubb to the fact that he will either try to marry him off to one of his daughters or marry him himself because he just <laughs> he, he can't he like. He's just glowing when he talks about Chubb. And obviously, you know, he was the running backs coach initially before he was the offensive coordinator last year. So he's got a little bit more of a feel for him than uh, than a lot of other players on this team. But, like, he, you know, it's like equal parts father slash, you know, coach slash, you know, just awe-inspired onlooker when he talks about him that it, that, that he has with few other players. Uh, just in talking about how much he loves Nick Chubb, which is why, you know, I, I, you know, when Kareem Hunt comes back, if Kareem Hunt comes back, I, I still don't think, like, I, I mean, it's smart to get him the ball. And obviously uh, Freddie Kitchens isn't afraid to get guys like Dontrell Hilliard and, and, and those in and, uh, Dearness Johnson, the ball, but 
you know, I, I still think Nick Chubb is his dude, regardless of what ultimately happens. I think you're going to have to fight Freddie on that one, Pete. Um, and um, Pete, uh, to give credit where it's due, and I hate to do this. All right. You won the Sony Michelle Nick Chubb war. All right. That one's over. I am burying that one. We're not going to have that discussion anymore. I'll give you that W. There's no shame in being beaten by the best, my friend. Oh, <laughs> and there's Pete. Pete has showed up for the evening. Um, now, Britt, um, you know, obviously, like, like you talked about, you know, the, the defense, you know, and I think this is what a lot of people, you know, and we'll just close on this. A lot of people did underestimate, but, you know, you brought in two pro bowlers on the defensive line to finish off Larry Ogunjobi and Miles Garrett, which now makes it a really good defensive line. Um, Christian Kirksey, as great as Christian is, you get to see Mac Wilson and, you know, yeah. Pete and I, that's, that's an L we'll take. All right. Whatever. You know, he's coming along nicely. Um, Joe is just absolutely fantastic. He's and he just do more than he's done ball. so far. Come on. I mean, I'm rooting for the dude, but come on. Wait, are you guys not Mac Wilson fans? We weren't in the not beginning. Based on what I do, no. <laughs> yeah. And, and trust me, um, the first, Oh, the first preseason game didn't go very well. That was not a that was not a great evening for Pete and I. The first preseason game, um, <laughs> to this point, it, it, it's going to be what it is, and it's you know it's sink or swim for him. Um, he's getting out there and look, just make sure you're going to sink with Joe. And if Joe tells you to be here, be there, make the play. Um, but he's done more than Christian Kirksey was doing, which is the worst part because everybody loves Christian Kirksey, but the play wasn't there, and now the health and and this is probably the end. And it's the worst part because nobody loves this franchise more. And he loved this franchise when they're crappy. That's the worst mm-hmm. situation. But shifting it over, slight concerns you still might have, Britt. Um, really, like I, I mentioned before, the only thing I have concerns about is these players getting hurt. That seems I don't know why, but it seems to be you know a real common theme this year. Um, I think if they could stay healthy, uh, you know, they could figure out ways to, to keep making it work, but you know, every week it seems like they lose someone else and, you know, Kirksey's having that surgery, chest, whatever. Um, but you know, let me be very clear. I love Mac Wilson (laughs) and nobody's rooting for him harder than me this year. So, and you know, once I put my entire focus on something, I feel like I, I put it into the universe and sometimes it works out guys. So I'm putting it all of my love into the universe for Mac Wilson this year, hoping that it pays off. That's my only strategy. That would be oh, great wow. because if you go by college numbers, and this is what I do, he didn't produce at all in his one year at Alabama and he didn't test well. So like based on those things, that's why I was not a fan. Uh, but if your uh, love into the universe is what makes him work, I'm all for it. But he's basically the opposite of Schobert for me, who was athletic, super productive in, at Wisconsin. And shock of shocks, that's exactly what he said. Basically, look, make it simple. If you're really good in college, you have a much better chance to be really good in the NFL. And when you're not, you're trying to beat – be the odds and that's you're an anomaly put him in well you become an anomaly in that aspect obviously there's no doubt about that um 
and we've told about it. Look, and this was something in everybody like, oh my God, the injuries, the injuries. The Brown, Pete and I hit on this a bunch. They were so fortunate health wise in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily happened two years in a row. Um, look at it this way, though. I mean, other than really David and Joe, that's the big blow here. And you still got a shot at getting him back. Um, right. Hamstrings, calves, groins, whatever it is, that's stuff you come back from. And that's stuff that's going to get added in the fold here. You know, obviously Higgins and, you know, now Callaway hopefully will be back here this week. You know, who knows where the Jarvis thing is and the cryptic tweet from players. This is something Pete and I get on over and over. Just stop because, I mean, you get three quarters of the fan base fired up. Another quarter, I mean, they just put out this stuff and nobody knows what to make of it. And it just leads to just everybody and just so much drama. Just say, hey, everybody, thanks for the good thoughts. I'll be back as soon as I can. As opposed to, you know, and, and uh, even the nice guy, I think Alex Keaton, he does the drawings. He asked David Njoku about a tweet or whatever. He's like, oh, I'm just giving blessings to God. He's like, well, dude, not, no, that's not what nobody reads from this cryptic stuff. <laughs> it just, it gets, it gets really weird, really, really fast. Uh, one more to get to here before we start, uh, you know, getting to the final segment here. Uh, today's Locked On Browns is brought to you by Packed Car Insurance. Here's a question I've always wondered. Why do you always have to pay for your car insurance when you're not essentially using your car? It's 2019. Uber, Lyft, people commute to work on weekends and people are going out. They do not use their car. How could you possibly find a way to pause your car insurance? Go ahead and check out Packed Auto Insurance app uh, right away. And they will also, also find you a way to... Pause your car insurance. If you're not using it, you necessarily shouldn't have to pay for it. Available on iPhone and on uh, Android. Go to PactAuto, P-A-C-T-Auto.com to get a quote today and start imagining the pausabilities. Guys, you're always trying to save money. It's 2019, whatever. Check it out. I mean, you don't necessarily always drive your car. So go ahead and find a way to let Pact help you out with that. Now, you know, obviously we've Browns Babe, Nicole's been on here, other, you know, females been on. And Pete and mm-hmm. I keep pushing for this. When is there going to be, and, and Pete, we're proponents of this. When is there going to be the female Cleveland Browns podcast? I mean, do we have to set this up for you guys? Come on now. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to be legit producer for this thing. And Producer, you can't buy a microphone, you son of a gun. You tell me all my phone works really good after like six months of Zoom, you jerk. But I do love you, Pete. Um, To answer your question, we are actually working on that right now. Um, Oh, are we? Yeah, we are. We've been working with someone for a couple weeks now. Pete didn't get the gig. Huh? Pete didn't get the gig. I'm sorry, Pete. Pete, no, I told him he could be our first guest. <laughs> what? We're gonna come out as best friends because that's what we are. Whether I'm forcing my friendship on Pete Smith all Pete the time. Gonna start going to streets, bro. You're having far more success with me than Beckham. Hey. <laughs> yes, and Odell. But here's the weird part. Now, I have a, I have an autographed tweet from Odell Beckham Jr. And we're actually going to put this when I put it out. Odell, could you at least start with a little bit of love back? I mean, right? come on now. There's nobody that loves him harder than me. This is- uh, I'd fight you on that one, Britt. Pete will tell you. Pete will tell you. Pete, are you in love with Pete? him too? 
No, that well, would be me. I, I, I would say I, he was my number two uh, ranked receiver in that, but I was behind Jeff as far as how much uh, he adored him. Uh, his parents loved me. <laughs> the parents loved me more than, than than the player does. I got the psycho. I got the psycho fake girlfriend chasing me that entire draft cycle, and that's a fun. If nobody's ever checked that out. Um, during Odell's draft cycle, check out and Google the story of the fake girlfriend where he had to contact the NFL. I'm sorry, it was fake fiance who actually texted me the day of the draft and asked, asked what the weather in New York was like. So she made sure her hair was right. What? Um, yeah. That, 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 oh my God, Brett, Google that one. Yeah. He had like a, and he even got asked about it on the Tonight Show the night before the draft. That's how weird that whole situation got. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've never heard about this. I thought I've thoroughly stalked everything about him. <laughs> oh my God, wait, somebody else stalked me? <laughs> that, may, that may be why he's not gotten back to you. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't. My whole strategy was, and I said this at the beginning, I was like, I'm going to tell this man I love him every day, and he's either going to say it back or block me, because that's sort of how I like handle men in general. And he, <laughs> he hasn't done either. My God. Although, you know what? I haven't told him for a while. So I, I decided that I need to get a check mark by my name because that seems to be the only way to to make this work. So, you know, I got to talk to somebody about getting a check. I don't even know who to talk. How does that work? Do you guys know? I don't even. You can't even do that anymore. You can't even apply for the check mark anymore. Why not? I don't that know. I don't think really I, I get occasionally. I get I get accused of not being credible because I don't have one. But uh, players yes. manage to find me when I when I don't. So I don't really care. Well, a- after hearing about what you're making per month today, Pete, you deserve the check mark alone on that. Because I'll be honest, bud, you got a lot better looking to, in my eyes just alone today from the conversations we had earlier today. So <laughs> I'll give you that one. Yeah, no, I have no idea how that works. Um, it, it is the strangest thing, and um. You know, I even approached, you know, because there were things, you know, what could we maybe do to help everything? And, you know, the uh, David Locke, who's runs the Lockdown Network, he's the radio play-by-play guy for the Utah Jazz. I'm like, well, if you could maybe contact Twitter and see if we could get verified, that would maybe help things. Yeah. I'm not even verified. Let me give that a try. Okay, good. (laughs) So that was a good conversation. (laughs) What was the original question? Oh, the podcast. Yes. Okay. So yeah, like, you know, a little while ago I had this idea and and I'm sure other people have had this idea, of course, but you know, I was thinking there's just so many like female fans, especially in like Northeast Ohio. And there's a lot of knowledge and we have like, you know, sort of different perspectives and um, it it would just offer people something a little bit different. Um, Not to say that, you know, I'm never going to be like the the stats girl. I'm never going to, you know. That's fine. <laughs> when I was talking about Mac Wilson, I said, I'm putting love out in the universe. This is, you know, my thing. So I watch these and, you know, I, I have a lot of female friends and and I think that this is, there's a lot of value in that. So um, recently we've, we've been in talks with someone to, to get this thing going. Um, so hopefully that'll be coming soon. Um, look, if you need any help, it, it's really not that difficult. It's not, um, you know, we're there and honestly it's, it's to the point now where, and look, this is maybe cause I have a wife and two daughters, um, every, you know, everybody deserves the opportunity and I'll be honest, you know, and, and now it's, there's 275,000 Browns podcasts. What yeah. would be the difference? The difference would be an all female perspective. Right. And that 
it, it, it certainly was. And, you know, and it was funny because two years ago where me and Pete were sitting down going, all right, well, Deshaun Kaiser, you know, I liked him. Pete didn't. It was like, well, we're trying to, you know, they're, yeah. we're trying to put a shine on a turd, which was the most <gasps> difficult thing to do because, the no, not necessarily him. The whole product sucked. So it, it was did. like, you know, we would get. You're talking to so somebody who, who, who uh, loved Deshaun Kaiser, not me, because I believe I had that, but someone. Yes. I, I knew yeah, going into this, I, I texted my friend, I was like, bet they're going to talk about Deshaun Kaiser at least once. <laughs> I can't do so, anything without Deshaun was, Kaiser. So here's the thing. My, my <laughs> thought on this is pretty simple when it comes to podcasts. There are, because obviously, I, you know, I don't want to get into it too many nice things I've done, but uh, I push a lot of them because my, my, you know, from Ireland to Tennessee to Florida, whatever, there are enough people out there that are listening to stuff, whether it's this podcast or one of those, or in this case, an all female podcast, uh, you're going to find something that, you know, that sort of speaks to you. There's only so many hours in the day. So as long as you find something, uh, but a lot of there's a lot of crossover too. But the one, if you are for, first, they get into some topics that we can't handle as well, obviously, uh, without and not not freaking going. Let's talk about pink jerseys. I mean, real issues like the way they sort of uh, patronize female fans with some of the things they do, mm-hmm. uh, and then marginalize them. But like that type of stuff. The other part is, let's be honest. If you talk to a male demographic, they even if they're getting the greatest football analysis in the world, and soccer has figured this one out, by the way, they'd rather he- hear it out of a female voice than a male one. Uh, so that's a pretty easy way to be successful, in my view, as long as they basically just say, screw it, don't get caught up in, well, the, I didn't play the game crap, and just say what you're going to say, own it, and then there's going to be some, some percentage of people who are basically going to say, well, you're a girl, you didn't play or whatever. And then you're never going to win them over. So who cares? But there's more than enough that are going to be like either females who want to listen to somebody who's got more of a perspective that they have or men who are men and are going to listen to it because, you know, because they're women or because it's good. Either way, there's an easy market there. Yeah, I think so too. Um, You know, especially with my social media following, I feel like, probably like 70 30 between people who you know appreciate my sort of like shtick and then you know the 30 percent who absolutely just hate me um so you know i think that even the people who really hate me still pay attention so i feel like it's a it would be something that would work so and look we've been we've been pushing this for a while um and, and that would be it would be perfect for this because that is the one thing that's not here. You got 275,000 and everybody tries to, you know, and look, Pete and I've been doing this together for two years now. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had to jump on this because it's like, well, we were here in the bad times. Right. Um, but guys, we're going to have to put a wrap on this. Um, Brittany, obviously at Birdsview on Twitter with a U, not an I, uh, B-U-R-D-S-B-U-E. Yes. Um, Britt, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, Pete Smith, of course. Um, check out everything over at Browns Maven at underscore Pete Smith, the show itself at locked on Browns, all lowercase, always follow back. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. 
Uh, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB.